All right, second episode of the podcast, Golden Tee. Uh, Want to talk about the Golden Tee World Championships, of course. We're at the Orleans. We are poolside this morning, Friday morning. Uh, not a lot of guys up. Saw a lot of guys at about 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock this <laughs> last night. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're still sleeping. It's about 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, we're going to go strong, though. We're going to talk about the odds and how they've changed over the last few days. There's been a lot of action in the odds. Uh, I want to talk about just kind of the Golden Tee setup here at the Orleans. Great setup. And then a little bit of, uh, you know, we all hung out last night. We did a sweet dinner at uh, the Palms. Talk about that a little bit as well. Yeah, and then uh, Vegas obviously had a lot of things going off last night. You had uh, the Vegas Knights having a home game. A lot of folks uh, yep. rolling around yep. town in the Vegas Knights jerseys. So that was pretty cool. All the uh, all the casino dealers last night were wearing their night stuff. A lot of you know fans rolling through the casino, and then Facebook and Barstool Sports. You see the uh, MGM had the cup roll through it with the Washington Capitals. So that was uh, that was a pretty unique event. Yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting last night. So I was playing. Uh, I was doing a little bit of table games. Last night, while the game, while uh, the game was going on, the Golden Knights, and uh, I'm pretty sure I could have stolen all the chips out of every table because all <laughs> the dealers were watching, all the dealers were watching the game instead of watching their chips. Uh, but it was a unique experience. Like I, I've been in Vegas for some major events before, uh, but never have I had dealers pay so much attention to the game that was going on <laughs> instead of what's going on in front of them with the cards yeah so. yeah first time expansion team and making it to the stanley cup finals is pretty cool so i know a lot of folks out in vegas are transplants but to you know have it come to your town where you're currently employed is uh is a really cool thing you know as a minnesota sports fan who suffers through that it's uh pretty few and far between i think i would have been in the same boat so i think first we want to talk about the venue itself uh not only from a golden tea host perspective but also from just a hanging out here with a bunch of guys perspective uh, I was able to check out the showroom last night the showroom at the Orleans is where the Golden Tee Championships is going to be held uh, it was incredible honestly the, the stage was was set up perfectly there's four machines that were going to be on stream there was another six machines that were going to be you know you know available on the big screens and uh, I think it's going to be really incredible so, and, and from an audience perspective, there's going to be two big screens next to the stage that are available for the audience to watch. I think it's going to be, for sure, the best audience uh, situation we've, we've ever seen for a Golden Team Major Tournament. Yeah, uh, I, I think if you uh, look at what IT has done here, last year uh, was definitely tight and crowded. Um, I, I think they listened to the player feedback in that regard and then ramped it up another five levels. They're not just going to a bigger bar with more space for the players, you know, whether it's friends and family who are coming out, you know, with the Golden Tee guys of the 64 who, who are in this tournament, you know, to, to rent out an 800, 800 seat showroom place where you have spectators and the stage is amazing. I know Don was posting photos from IT last night and I was looking at that before getting on the plane. Adam Kramer did a little uh, six, seven minute Facebook live video kind of touring you through the, the showroom and it's just, it, it's spectacular. I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of this. So big shout out to IT for definitely ramping this up and, and taking it up a couple levels. They've uh, definitely set the bar. Yeah, definitely a big change from last year. Last year was great, but this yeah. year is way better. Um, also, we've given, given shout out to IT for sure. There's a couple other people or groups that need some shout outs. Power Events has been a huge 
you know, participant in Golden Tee tournaments over the years. Uh, they have a huge presence in this year's uh, World Championships, uh, you know, in terms of hosting the games, doing some commentary, as well as Richard King, for sure. Richard King is doing a lot of live streaming. He's the guy yeah. that has all the equipment that's making all this live streaming possible. That hopefully everybody's watching. Um, you know, he got in uh, a little bit later than he wanted to. I think. <laughs> uh, might have taken a detour through the uh, through the Alps. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, and, but uh, and may they have, got I, here. May, may have picked up Wes along the way. It looks like Wes, Wes pulled <laughs> yeah. him over in a police yeah, officer's pulled him uniform. Over. <laughs> but uh, but he's got all the equipment. He's got all the technical know-how to make this all possible, and that's why everybody's able to see all these incredible matches that that we all have. And, uh, yeah, between between Power Events and King, obviously Power Events has definitely established himself over what the last seven eight years in terms of yeah. running tournaments so smoothly, and they and they go do it nationwide. So if you're someone who hasn't been to a tournament. You need to get out to one of the PG tournament events because they're run very, very smooth. We've definitely had bar owners and bar operators, and some do fantastic tournaments, and, and others are, are a little uh, not, not as well organized, but they're on their game all the time. And then King typically travels to whether it's a PEG tourney event or some random tourney out in the middle of nowhere with yeah, a $20 buy-in. Yeah, it might have been uh, Salt Lake City happens to have a tournament with 10 guys. Yeah, and, and, he'll, and he'll fly in his stuff and yeah, go from I, the airport and yeah, it, it, it baffles totally, me because totally involved in the Golden Tee scenario. Yeah, between Page, Russ, Steve, and then Richard King, you know, the the combination of the folks running the tour events and then King streaming it um, has really been a perfect storm to really bring this more to the masses and get a lot more exposure and, and help grow the game. So last night uh, was fun. Everyone uh, was getting into town. I know we had some folks getting in on Wednesday. We got some late arrivals, obviously, with uh, family and kid obligations uh, coming in today on Friday. It's uh, you know still 10 a.m. sitting by the pool here, still waiting for the bar to open and get some drinks. But getting in a little later was fun to kind of walk into the Orleans Casino, check out the showroom real quick, and as you start walking around, you know, you go check out the sports book. You want to see everyone's odds, to actually see everyone's names up on the big board. Go get your, you know, Golden Tee World Championship odd sheets. Get the print-offs. Yeah, we've seen the print-offs, and that's cool as hell. I bet. I got my bet slip. That's cool as hell. But having the actual, like, on the LED board at the sports book, scrolling the odds of the Golden Tee World Championship is, like, next-level shit. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that was great. I mean, waiting at the airport and the folks who were already here, and you're seeing that's actually up on the big board, and folks are, you know, posting it, getting tagged in it and showing it to their friends and family commenting it's uh it's really surreal so i was making a bet uh yesterday i just got in wanted to make sure i got a bet in before my odds adjusted uh i was 25 to 1 i wanted to make sure i got my my bet in before it went down to 20 or whatever to one uh and so i i i, I tried to bet a 200 bet and and the the uh i don't know dealer whatever whatever they're called at the uh, sports book the cage host yeah the cage host but uh, so I tried to do. It. He's like, "Hey, you can't bet two hundred dollars. You can only bet one hundred dollars. There must be a lot of action on this guy." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that guy's me." <laughs> he was like, "What?" That might be a little exaggeration, but yeah, was, but but he was he was uh, legitimately excited about like what was happening. He was like, "Oh my God, you're the guy that was up there on the board." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, that's me." 
yeah, go, going up to the board, I know I saw Piano Steve over there, Putts, Paul Taylor over there, a couple guys checking out the big board, you know, laying down bets, and then uh, even some people I didn't know, whether they were family or friends, uh, you know, putting some cash on their buddies. It was uh, it, it was a really cool thing to see. The setup is, is really nice. I, I like the casino a lot. It's yep. not terribly big, it's not terribly small, but you got you got your bars, you got your restaurants, you got all your table games, so it, it felt small enough where you could go walk around, do a loop in five minutes, go bump into guys you know you haven't seen in a while, say hi to them and all that. But uh, but then it was big enough where you had all your different games, your craps, your, your roulette, your blackjack, you know, and then the, the different bars bouncing back and forth. So it was it was a really cool yeah. setup. Yeah, all the games are here, of course. They've got all the kind of exotic bet stuff. The like Will said, the blackjack, the craps, the roulette, and all the, the odd stuff. But but all but. But it was it was really cool. Like if, if we were at a venue like let's say the MGM, massive hotel, massive casino, like mm-hmm. you could walk through that entire casino and not notice that there's a bunch of golden guys there. You can't do that here. Yeah. There's all like half. I feel like might be an exaggeration, but half the guys at 4 a.m. last night were the golden two guys hanging yeah. out, still playing. Uh, shout out to Brad Litz on the craps, t- craps table last <laughs> night. Uh, he had a, he had a pretty sweet roll. Got me back from from way down, back to maybe even. So, uh, but yeah, Brad Litz, Golden Tea employee. Again, just ran into him at the craps table at three in the morning. It was pretty cool. Yeah, go, going between the blackjacks, the roulettes, the slots. You know, it felt like you know you couldn't go more than 50 feet without seeing some golden tea guys whether you see them every day from you know your home city or someone you haven't seen in a year or two from going to other tournaments so we talked about uh having everyone's names up on the big board now uh pretty exciting about that there have been a lot of changes in the odds uh most notably at the top and then uh, a couple guys if you listen to the first podcast who are in the uh fourth fifth sixth seventh group and then uh, also the field. So there, there's been some movements in the odds, but you're most definitely going to notice that up at the top of the board. And Tony's going to speak about that a little bit here to keep you in the loop. Yeah, obviously we went group by group uh, based on the odds in our first podcast. I think it's it's really interesting to see how Vegas and Boyd Gaming is reacting to bets being placed on actual esports, you know, events and and. It's been really interesting to see how quickly the odds have adjusted as people have made bets. So just, you know, we talked about the, the top group in the first podcast, Andy Haas, Paul Luna, Andy Fox, Mark Stenmark, and, uh, you know, they were all kind of five to one, four and a half to one. I put Stenmark in there because I felt like he was a really good value at nine to one. Well, now Stenmark's at four and a half to one. So, so you know, there hasn't been a ton of ton of movement other than Stenmark. Andy Haas was four and a half to one. Now he's five to five to one. Paul Luna was five to one or six to one. Yeah. Now he's three to one. A lot of action on Paul. Andy Fox was five to one, six to one. Now he's still six to one. Uh, Lance Harris is, has been all over the board actually. He started at six to one. I saw maybe a couple days ago he was up to. 10 to 1 or 12 to 1. Yeah. Now he's all the way back down to 5 to 1. So there must have been a lot of action. Yeah, you, and you, I, I say a, there's a lot of action, but I'm not even really sure that it matters. Like, there's been a lot of action, we think, but I'm not sure how much it actually takes to move these lines. It seems like not all that much. I put a bet on myself yesterday at 25 to 1. Uh, I looked 15 minutes later, I was 20 to 1. Like, so it moves pretty quickly. 
Yeah, and his, and his folks keep getting into town here with their with their friends and, you know, whether it's their families. You're going to see these numbers move. But then you, you look at the name recognition here in the group. Obviously, previous podcast we talked about Kinsler being good coming off initially at 25-1. to 1. He's already down to 15-1. to 1. Talk about former world champion Jeff Harlow initially comes out at 30-1. to 1 already down to 15 to 1 and of course Mark Stenmark the initial odds had him coming off at 20 to 1 now uh, he's at 3 to 1 with uh, Paul Luna leading the field at uh, the slimmest odds at 3 to 1 well and even my uh, my group 8 bet Adam Harris uh, who I would have put 100 on if it was pretend money and maybe even real money uh, maybe I affected some betters because all of a sudden he was down to 20 to 1 he started at 60 to 1 that was a pretty sweet bet at yeah. 60 to 1 yeah. all of a sudden he's 20 to 1 I uh, not sure if that took $100, $200, $300, $400 worth of betting, but uh, they shifted his line pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I think people are going to keep placing bets throughout the day-to-day and uh, as they keep coming into town and obviously leading up to this. Um, potential fun fact, obviously, is uh, watching your fellow Golden Tee players and see uh, seeing how much fun they're having the previous night and seeing if some people hold off on bets they may have otherwise placed if they didn't get them at odds they were currently at. Um, because like we talked about in the fir- first podcast, this, this group definitely likes to enjoy it. You know, Folks are looking at this as a job for some of these top-tier guys. But then on the flip side, a lot of these guys will come out here and, and enjoy this vacation. They'll, they'll have a goal you know, where, yeah, I'd love to win this thing, but I, I just want to make the top 32 or I want to you know, win a game or two in the, in the first bracket. Looks like uh, one of the notes here is also that the wagering is going to close uh, just prior to the five-course qualifier at 1145 uh, on the morning of the 9th. So folks will have right up until the qualifier begins to uh, to lay their wagers in. Uh, basically another 24 hours to go. So I uh, want to quickly just maybe run through uh, top 20, 25 guys, see what their odds have done, see where they started, uh, and uh, see what where maybe some smart money might be at. So starting at the very top of the list, we got Andy Haas. Started at 4.5 to 1. Now is at five to one. Odds haven't moved all that much. We got Paul Luna started at uh, five to one, six to one, something like that. Now is at three to one. So he's obviously had a lot of action on him. We got Andy Fox, uh, Minnesota guy. Shout out. Uh, he's he, he's been a little bit all over the board. I, at one point, a couple days ago, he was the he was the betting favorite. Uh, now down to six to one. So that might be some smart money right there. Lance Harris is another one that's been all over the board. Started at nine to one, or no? Started at six to one. Moved up to nine to one. A couple of people took advantage of that. Now he's down to five to one. Yeah, can we talk about Lance Harris for a minute? Last night he uh, came in. A lot of folks were playing games, and uh, Tony and I just kind of looked over. Lance came in, cool as a cucumber. Hair slicked back. Uh, if you've been to previous tournaments, he'll uh, come in. You know, has a hat on or whatnot, his backpack, and he came in looking slick. You know, collared shirt, hair's all slicked back. Rolling around, shaking hands, slapping backs, had a nice big cigar going. He was uh, he was definitely enjoying himself. Shorter beard than normal. Yes, yeah. yes. He, he took a little off the top, a little off the bottom, if yeah. you will. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, hanging out with uh, – and Lance Harris was one of the guys that was at the uh, Power Events dinner last night. So I hung out with him quite a bit last night. Good times. Uh, next guy on the list, we got Paul Taylor. Started out at – I think he started at 9-1. to one. Looks like he's up to 16-1. to one. Uh, ten to one. Oh, ten, ten to, to one. one. Sorry, that's, that's a, my poor that's, handwriting. That's handwriting. The, right uh, the Orleans. Now that everyone's up on the big board in terms of scrolling through the players and the odds, uh, unfortunately, the uh, gentleman at the cage wouldn't print off any uh, live sheets to have a uh, physical copy. So we're relying on my handwriting here. D- 
dick move sports book, but uh, so, yeah, <laughs> we're relying on the sixteen to one would have been amazing. I would have yeah. run to the sports book right now and put a hundred on Paul Taylor because that's an incredible number. Ten, ten is still really good. Like Paul Taylor, we talked about his results in the last year and a half. Really good results, always at the top of the list. Ten to one, it's a pretty good number. Next, next we've got uh, Evan Goss- Evan Gossett. He started at nine to one. A lot of action on Evan, clearly because he's down to four to four to one. I talked about his results. You know, I talked about his maybe a year ago, year and a half ago. He would have said, mm, "Not my best results, not my best finishes." Over the last year, literally, literally the last cal- calendar year, incredible results, and that's showing in the line because it's four to one. Uh, that's pretty smart money. At four to one, it gets a little dicey, but at, at where he was originally nine to one, ten yeah. to one, whatever it was, that's that's pretty incredible. Yeah, agreed. Uh, next we got uh, next we got next group here. The lines have moved quite a bit. We got Godfrey at Godfrey started off at fifteen to one or twelve, you know, twelve to one, fifty one, up to twenty to one. That's that's actually a really interesting bet. Um, even at twelve or fifteen to one. Again, we talked about he's he's a bit of a money shot specialist, but every time I see him on a prize play leaderboard, he's always got you know one worse par round, one better, always good scores. At twenty to one, that's that's really pretty interesting. Next up, we on on this uh, list we got Seth Sandifer. Uh, started off at eighteen to one, moved up to twenty five to one. I would say this we're starting to get into the names that not everybody. Other than like Golden Tee hardcore people, no. And Seth is one of those guys. Really ramped up his gameplay in the last year. Uh, his and his scores have showed at 25 to one. That's a really interesting bet. Next we've got uh, Jeff Lannon. I talked about him a lot. He was one of my. He was my yeah. uh, group group two, group three. I'm not sure which it was. Pick, but uh, at, he's still at 12 to one. Started yeah. at 12 to one. Still at 12 to one. In my mind, that's a that's my favorite bet. Left yeah. on this board. Yeah. Other than maybe Godfrey at twenty one is pretty amazing too, but yeah. Landon at twelve to one is pretty great. Yeah, Land and Lemonade's uh, still hanging at twelve to one. We we talked about that last podcast. That's what his odds are at, and his his odds haven't moved. So I'm I, I got a good feeling about that one. I'll, I'll be laying a ticket on that. Next up, we've got uh, Dave Duncan. Started at eighteen to one, moved up a little bit, twenty five to one. Just not a lot of action, probably. I I think it's interesting to see how how the lines move down. Right, it seems like when I bet a hundred on someone, the, the that line will move down. Well, conversely, a lot, not every line can move down. They've got to move. Some lines got to move up. And so Dave Duncan has been one of those guys whose lines moved up. Not a lot of action so far. This is 25 to one right now. If that gets to 31, 30 to one, that's, I mean, that's an incredible bet. Yeah, it's a great play. I mean, he he's a guy that you know he he's got a little bit of a reputation behind him, but. Uh, but he's an incredible player. I mean, I, I'm not sure what the numbers are, if, but if you look at average Golden uh, G, GSP per round uh, in Golden Tee history, I bet he's at the top of the list, maybe up there with uh, Paul Taylor. Next up, uh, last year's runner-up, Joe Massara, another guy from last night, hung out with him a little bit. Uh, started off at 9-1, to one, and I said that was a good bet. He's at 12-1. to one. That's even a gooder bet. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think as, as some of these folks at the top, Tony's uh, Tony's group one from our initial podcast, the uh, Haas, Luna, Fox, and Stenmark, as uh, as their odds continue to get money thrown at them, 
and uh, the odds get slimmer on that. I think you're seeing some of those Group 2 guys, they're, uh, they're getting the bounce back of those odds shifting top heavy. Now they're uh, starting to get a little watered down where you're, where you're getting better value for your bets. Yeah, so let's maybe let's just close out by four or five guys that have, that, whose lines have really moved a lot. Uh, you know, we could run down all the, all the 20 to 1s, 25 to 1s, whatever. Not, not a lot of those guys have moved much, but, but let's just talk about some of those big movers. Uh, mouth, uh, the mouth started off at, uh, it says 20 to 1 on this sheet. I thought it was, uh, thought it was 18 to 1 or 15 to 1. He's at 8 to 1 right now. Uh, big name. A lot of people know the mouth. It's uh, currently 8 to 1. So, uh, yeah, if, if you uh, have seen any of Mouse posts over on Facebook, you'll, uh, you'll see that he, he had some folks out here early in the week where he was, uh, I think, trying to get in on his odds early in the week to uh, get those better numbers and uh, kind of having banter going back in terms of, you know, the value play of basically getting a free roll out here in Vegas, whether you're getting a minimum cash uh, 450 in the, in the bottom bracket or the uh, upper bracket minimum 800 and parlaying that into higher wagers. So he feels like he's on a free roll where if he, if he bulldozes this tournament, he, he's looking to really get a huge payday of not just $20,000 for the IT prize pool, but also looking to take it on the book. Yeah, his, uh, his quote on Facebook was uh, something like, why would I, why would I win $20,000 when I can win $40,000? Yeah. So uh, I, can't, I can't disagree with that. Uh, the odds are, uh, at this point, a little bit thinner than they were before, but at 8-1, to one, uh, you know, he's certainly in that group, too, that's... Uh, Incredible player that can definitely win the tournament. Yeah, I think the mouth is going to be really fun to uh, to watch this weekend. I'm hoping we get to see him on uh, King's Stream, obviously, which you can find on GoldenTea.com and then GoldenTV.com. Um, with mouth uh, kind of laying heavy wagers on himself, I'll, I'll be curious to see, number one, how he reacts to the nightlife of Vegas, but then also how he does, you know, playing in the qualifier, playing in the head-to-head matches, and whether he's putting additional pressure on himself. I know he likes to... Uh, you know, in his mind, he, he's going to win every tournament he's at. But then seeing the gameplay transition to that, he uh, definitely makes deep runs. But I'll, I'll be really curious to see that, and I'll, I'll, I'll be glad to see that, hopefully, in between my rounds. Hopefully, I uh, get fairly yeah. deep with him. Yeah. Uh, next big mover, uh, he, he's kind of ended up in the same spot that he was, or almost the same spot, Sean Gervais. Uh, started off at 9-1. to one. Uh, moved all the way up to 18 to one. I talked to him yesterday. He bet himself at 18 to one because he felt like that was a good value. Yeah, I agree. That was a good value. Totally agree. And now he's back down to 12 to one. So uh, you know, he's uh, definitely a definitely a roller coaster line with uh, Gervais. Uh, one of the next lines, Kinsler started off at 25 to one. Got bet a little bit. He's down to 15 to one. Stenmark, who uh, started off at nine to one. And I would have just completely crushed yeah. Stenmark at nine to one. That was an incredible bet. Well, you have to book your flight a day earlier next year. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, maybe <laughs> well, maybe a whole week earlier. But uh, now he's all the way down to three to one this morning. Uh, if that gets up to five to one, like I said, these lines are pretty pretty fluid, pretty right transitory. Now. They're moving up quite a bit. Um, if 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 he gets back up to five to one, that's a pretty interesting bet still for me. Even a nine to one is incredible. But even at five to one. I feel like his game's really ramped up over the last month or so. Uh, next guys that have moved, uh, Jeff Harlow, who Will talked about quite a bit, or a little bit, was uh, 30 to one. Started out there, down to 15 to one. We've got Adam Harris, shout out. He's got me in the Calcutta. Thanks, Adam. 
Uh, started off at 60 to 1. Somebody must have put some big money on Adam because he's all the way down to 20 to 1. Uh, it was probably, I assume it was our podcast that affected that line. Yeah. I, I don't know what other reason it would be other than uh, my group 8 bet Adam Harris. Uh, looks like the field has gone from 40 to 1. Still a big question mark on the field. Who's going to be that field player? Uh, now it's at 80 to 1. Yeah, so at, so at 80 to 1, we have the field. And, w- and why don't we know who that is yet? Well, tonight, 4 o'clock, you can sign up and start for the registration from 4 to 6 for the closest of the pin contest for the last spot in this field. So this is exciting. Obviously, we don't have numbers, whether it's going to be 20, 25 people, but just in talking to the Golden Tee players, they see a prize pool and a guaranteed $1,000 for first place. Um, and if they're already qualified, you know, that spot's going to bump down to someone else who's not qualified. But I think you'll see a, a good number of Golden Tee players entering this, having fun, kind of joining up everyone for the social part, and then probably doing some drinks and gambling after. But it's that final field spot where I yeah. know we got Team Wisconsin guys here who are really yep. looking forward to yep. try to pop that as well. Yeah, we. I mean, it's kind of twofold. Tonight is twofold. First, last spot in the field. Huge deal. Field bet, but but also get it, you know, the guys that missed out on their chance to get into the World Championships uh, in uh, February, March, April, now have their last chance. Huge deal there. But also, it's kind of the it's kind of the pre-party, yeah. right? Tomorrow, Agreed. Saturday, it gets serious. Sunday, very serious. Tonight, well, it's serious because there's a spot on the line. You know, it's still a little bit of a party. Like, oh, like yeah. Said, you know, I mean, we're doing our drinking, you know, we happen to knock in the closest to the pin for a hole-in-one. Super duper. But, you know, that, but in general, it's a party. Yeah, so, so we got Team Wisconsin guys, we got some Vegas locals, we got friends and family who came out here, and you know, you get a free t-shirt for your $25 entry fee, which, you know, alone, 25 bucks for a t-shirt, not a problem, but to get a potential shot at the World Championship, I'm, I'm really hoping it's someone uh, who's fairly well-known in the Golden Tee community, whether it's a Team Wisconsin guy, you know, a Mike Metcalf from Las Vegas, some of the other Vegas guys, or the friends and family supporting people, you know, where it turns into somewhat of a mini celebration tonight. That, not that it's not going to be that anyway, being that it's the world championship, but, you know, these guys, a lot of them have come out here, you know, foot in their own flight, their own hotel, obviously food and drinks, and to see them potentially get reward on that I think could be a great thing. All right, so uh, we're just going to close this out here. I see uh, the bar is finally opening up. We got uh, bartenders over there uh, sitting here poolside still. The sun has crept over the crest of the New Orleans. Uh, the Orleans, excuse me, but uh, the sun has crept over, so we went from shade to sun. Uh, I know Tony's a little paler than me. I'm a little worried about his uh, potential sunburn. Yeah, I might have get some uh, 80 <laughs> SPF on my arms real quick here. Maybe yeah, the top of my head. I'm yeah, not sure. Tony, you want to close it out? Uh, I'm, I'm starting to get thirsty. I need to apply the sunscreen. Yeah, so the, the, the plan is over the next few days, obviously we're at the World Championships at the Orleans. Uh, we're kind of previewing, pre-previewing the uh, World Championships. Tomorrow morning, the plan is to do a little recap of the closest of the pin. Maybe talk about the odds if they adjust again. Like we talked about, they're they're pretty active odds. Yeah, any major swings, anything we see, any potential good value bets for guys getting in later. Someone who may have already gotten here, but can, can make you know some some other bets. Uh, next up, we got Sunday morning. We'll talk about how the qualifier went. Hopefully, Will and I are talking about a successful qualifier. Yeah, ho- uh, not always the case, but you know we hope so. Yeah, ho- hopefully talking about some you know fun first couple round matches, uh, how the bracket shakes out, uh, some fun matches to look for, and then potentially 
Um, it sounds like King is going to have a switcher or whatnot, so we can look at whether it's, you know, four different streams, or I think they said it might even be ten different streams, the four machines and then three on each side for yeah. a total of ten. Yeah, there's going to be four streams. My understanding, might be wrong, my understanding is there's going to be four streams and then six machines that are recording. So if anything super interesting happens on those six, then they're going to, you know, that'll be available on Golden Sea. Maybe not live, but, you know, pretty quickly after that. Yeah, that, that's a good deal as we start to get more visibility into more matches that can really uh, shake out a bracket in terms of any major upset. You know, someone like Sean Gervais dropping a four-better. Um, <laughs> just, just some of those fun rounds that, you know, we want to see on the street. We're, we want this to grow the game. So I'm really excited to analyze the bracket and see how that turns out for the top 32 and, and look at some of those really cool first, second round potential yep. matchups. So that'll be that'll be Sunday morning. We're hoping to do one every day. And then uh, all things, uh, God willing, we'll do a Monday morning <laughs> podcast, a little recap of uh, what happened on Sunday. Yeah, m- Monday Hopefully morning. Hopefully we're celebrating uh, either a Johnson victory or a Sandstead victory. Uh, but uh, I, I would love that. Either way, we're going to do a podcast. Yeah, so so if it turns out with a Sandstead or Johnson victory, we may uh, just do an immediate podcast at you know, yeah, we're t- gonna go live t- t- on that. 2 a.m. Sunday morning and not wait till uh, 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. So uh, in closing, uh, for sure, we're on uh, iTunes at this point. Uh, subscribe. We'd love some ratings. Currently, we're a 0.0 on our iTunes rating. Love a 5.0. Yeah. I think it only takes one, right? That, that, that would be wonderful. <laughs> Unless uh, there might have been somebody that put a zero on us on the on the first one, but yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, it, we're, it we're, seemed really great. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about the odd shifting. We're trying to get this podcast rating shifting. But uh, otherwise, we'll, uh, we'll keep in contact with you guys, and uh, I, I hope you guys are able to make it out this weekend. Yeah, so uh, definitely uh, subscribe, and we will see you throughout the weekend. Thanks, guys.